inspiration, success stories, expert advice, strategies, new ideas, and amazing conversations. Everything you need to become a great speaker. This is Oscar Santolaya, and welcome to Time to Shine. Hello, and thanks for joining today. We'll have today a fascinating interview talking about innovation, science, with an expert that knows masterfully how to communicate innovation and technology both to technical and non-technical audiences. Fernando Jimenez Mott is a global senior executive, professor, research scientist, and consultant with successful 34 years experience managing and leading advanced technology, information technology, and product divisions. He speaks internationally about science and innovation in topics such as artificial intelligence to both technical and non-technical audiences. Currently, he is Chair of Manufacturing of Asgardia Aerospace. Hello, Fernando. Oh, hello, Oscar. Thank you very much for inviting me to your podcast program for your global speakers. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure talking with you, Fernando, and it's great. To, actually, it's the first time I'm interviewing a, a Peruvian, so it's, it's fabulous also that way. we both Peruvian talking now today. I would like to hear um, what you can briefly tell us about your vast experience. Please tell us your journey to become today a oh, professional well. speaker. Yeah, uh, to become a, a professional speaker requires uh, a career line, a dedicated career line uh, to give conference to different kind of audiences. I began uh, giving conferences uh, at an early stage on my 20s, but I did it as part of my professional career. Uh, by now, I am in my fourth industry. I have been in the military arena I have been in the scientific world and in the academia too. And now I am in the aerospace industry. And how did I arrive to become a professional speaker? Uh, well, just giving conferences. I gave uh, many conferences during my uh, very long 34-year career. And... I uh, spent uh, part of that career participating in different conferences, for example, giving conference in Peru, in many uh, different provinces of Peru and in Lima, and also giving conferences also internationally, for example, in Mexico. I was invited to give a, a conference in uh, the disruptive technologies of 21st century uh, to an audience of 200 people in Mexico. That was a, a great experience, a, a great experience that I that I had in my professional career. So to become a professional speaker requires dedication, but also requires a passion. If you have passion to give conferences to different kind of audiences, I challenge everybody and I encourage everybody to become a professional speaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that I know you already for, for many years and I can always 
hit your passion when you talk about science and technology. So that's that's an element, an essential element. I, I, I totally agree with what you said. And I know that in academia, as you mentioned, you had it has been one of your um, first uh, fields where you spend a lot of time. You are still uh, connected to that uh, to that world of the academia. Um, what what are the best practices to disseminate research to wider audiences outside well, this academia? A scientist, an engineer, and in general any professional must have a record of publications. So he or she develop a blueprint of his or her personal brand. There is a popular expression in the scientific and academia ecosystem: either you publish or you perish. Publishing a new breakthrough in science, technology, or in any field where the professional is placing his creativity, gift, skills, is a must if he wants to position his personal brand there. Outside the academia, the professional ecosystem is more diverse with multidisciplinary professionals that not necessarily understand or manage the same language. During my professional career, I have dealt with many professionals or different disciplines, especially in multinational enterprises. The great experience of having a product manager with autonomy in a multinational enterprise allowed me to speak to CEOs, a board of directors, administrators, accountants, lawyers, economists, engineers, salesmen, human resources staff. So I act as a multi-professional communication hub. I speak the languages of all the professionals. I adapt to different kind of audiences when I give conferences. Let's suppose that you achieve a, a great development in artificial intelligence, AI, and robotics. Even though AI seems to be fashion, not too many people will be able to understand the complexity of the design. So you, as a professional, must master the skills of translation. One of my colleagues in a multinational enterprise was an IT, an IT architect, and he used to talk with me, asking me the following question. For you, more complex means... More difficult or more simple? It happens to me that when designs get more complicated, my passion arises and things become simple. In the other way, if, I, if a design or topic is too simple, things become boring and my passion <laughs> It is uh, the inverse. And perhaps mm -hmm. it can be interpreted as something difficult, but it's not difficult to me in neither of both cases. It is just a matter of motivation and passion. So professional translators are very useful in any organization. With more than 34 years of experience, I have developed an ability of being a hub of multi-translation to the market. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's very interesting, the, this term that you use, the, the hub, no? this uh, multi-profession multi communication hub. No? It's... Uh, Yeah, I think it's essential in in environments in which, as you mentioned, so so many so many different kind of people, different kind of roles, no, and and you you have to communicate this that the most difficult thing 
to all of them. It's really a challenge because you have to get to different kind of audiences and you have to explain to those audiences technological term or engineering or even scientific terms. I recall when I was in a multinational enterprise when I used to talk with the accountants and I used to mention the term IP, like IP network, and the accountants used to say, what is IP? So you have to develop a very special uh, skill to be able to translate in a horizontal way the technological and scientific term to a professional who is not experienced in that area of engineering or science. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You just... Uh You just also mentioned artificial intelligence, which is a hot topic in, at least in the, I, I am working also in technology, in, in software, and many companies are, are doing something related to artificial intelligence. As many people say, just AI, no? Most of people don't say artificial intelligence, they, they just say AI, AI all the time. Um, Many people hear that because it's really hot at this moment, but of course not everybody understands that. How, how would you explain artificial intelligence to non-technical people? Well, that that to, is to a very good question, Oscar. Uh, artificial intelligence seems to be uh, like a fashion nowadays. Everybody talks about artificial intelligence, but do we really know what artificial intelligence is? I will begin by saying that instead of calling it artificial intelligence, I will just call it intelligence in a plain way. We are in the face of a revolution of intelligence, or what I call the revolution of the intellect industry, the ability to convert our uh, thoughts and our knowledge into powerful applications that will automate different processes uh, by using uh, different kind of algorithms or codes. So artificial intelligence can be regarded as the science that allow us to translate our intelligence patterns into complex or non-complex or simple lines of codes that will automate different processes. As a matter of fact, artificial intelligence is a very wide uh, area of uh, study. Inside artificial intelligence, you also have what is called machine learning and deep learning. So in those fields, Let's suppose that you move to machine learning. You develop algorithms, lines of code that will allow you to identify, recognize, and classify different patterns. Let's suppose that you want to identify which kind of people are not following a specific rule when crossing a wide line. On the on the on the streets, mm -hmm. I recall uh, an application from China where you are crossing the white line, and if you don't respect the the red la the red uh, light, and if you cross that 
white line when you are not supposed to do it, the artificial intelligence identify that that pattern is a clear violation to the rules. And then a speaker will sound telling you, hey, Oscar, you are not supposed to cross the white line when the red light is on. <laughs> so artificial intelligence is one of my greatest passion. It's a very wide expanded area of, of science and technology that I like a lot and that I like to I like to create a different uh, product or engineering uh, prototypes or rapid prototypes to be able to automate different processes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Earlier, you, you also mentioned that when you work in telecommunication, you met board of directors, CEOs, top executives, others, many decision makers in, in corporations like the ones you worked. Um, what do you think some challenges you can recall some challenges that you you have had personally or you have seen in making these decision makers or the general public to understand complex uh, so topics. why is it that i became a, a professional speaker it, it, it also began when i was uh, in that multinational enterprise when i had to do the different launches of the internet product to the market And because I came from a scientific and military background, I had to learn how to translate the information to wider audiences. I had to work with many people from marketing areas that always spoke to me, training me to be able to translate in a very simple way the information so that the information can be understood. But one of the greatest experiences that I had is that being a product manager and a hub of communications to the whole multinational enterprise and the market required from me the ability to speak with the board of directors of that enterprise or of different enterprises. And many directors, when managing a company or an enterprise, normally do not master the different topics uh, related to engineering and science. So you have to speak with them by using financial indicators like uh, business income or the famous uh, financial term called the EBITDA, the EBITDA or mm. CAPEX or OPEX, many different financial indicators. But that allowed me to be trained to be able to become a professional speaker in the market. And when I speak with different people, when even a different kind of conference to the market, I have to uh, normally try to find what kind of uh, background does that audience have? Is that background related to, for example, business administration? Or if the background is related to system engineering or the background of the people who have attended the conference is related to human resources? So what I do is, push myself to translate the information to the field of that specific uh, professional. 
to be able to allow that professional to understand what I am trying to communicate to that audience. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's very interesting what, what you say about when you talk with, the, for instance, the board of directors. You have to translate everything to, to financial terms. No? <laughs> whatever is in technology, whatever is in science, they just care about uh, the financial indicators, as you said. No? So that's, that uh, illustrates the translation you were talking earlier. And what I do is, uh, because I know that the board of directors of the enterprise will want to focus only on indicators, what I do is I disseminate information slowly, step by step, giving them just a little bit of information related to those indicators. And as they feel comfortable, I normally uh, give them more information related to what they want to learn. But something very, very interesting happened uh, just two days ago because I, I, I went to visit a general manager of a very big uh, and important enterprise in the market, in agri our industry. Uh, it was uh, surprising to have that the general manager used to know technology in a much better way than many of the general managers that I have encountered uh, in my professional career. I believe, is, I believe that is you because that general manager may have been probably an industrial engineer who combined uh, financial indicators as well as technology. That, was, that probably was the reason why this general manager was more receptive to talk about technology. But if I go and I give a conference to the market or I give a, a speech to board of directors in different enterprises, I will adapt and adjust to their backgrounds in order to make them understand what I am trying to transmit to them. For example, in my enterprise, I am the general manager of my own enterprise called Neuromorphic Technologies. I work with another general manager who is an economist. And we have, been in, we have known each other for more than five years. And we are working together to launch different artificial and robotic applications to the market. And because he's an economist, an, an economist engineer, I have to translate to him different uh, scientific and engineering information so he can understand that information. And I do it in a very plain, horizontal, and simple way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is a very good reflection for speakers who want to, to talk with top executives. Sometimes we, you are exactly in front of, let's say... 5,100 executives, CEOs, CXOs, and using, using these translations to financial terms, it's, it's, I think it's a very good tactic that I can take away from what you has just said. Another tool that I know you, uh, you like and is, and is very useful for, uh, for what you are talking about is, is a storytelling. So what is your, your opinion on the use of storytelling in communicating research and innovation and topics like that. The intention pursued when using the storytelling technique is to generate a relationship 
beyond the transmission of a message to our audience. In this way, we will ensure that our brand is linked in the consumer mind to the values that we treat in the story and let's choose to treat it. Every business has a story. Every organization has a vision. Every entrepreneur has a dream and every product has its own magic. We all have a story to tell to the market. All professionals have to tell a story to the market. However, this is not always visible or obvious to customers. Uh, wonderful and tall stories can make the difference between a simple product and an inspiring product, between any company and a company with a meaning. That is what storytelling achieves in people. Storytelling is telling stories, is telling your audience about your product, is telling the audience about your different experiences on launching that product to the market. And storytelling is under this principle, and it has existed since ancient times. It has been a form of expression and transmission of knowledge. It has been present in cave paintings, in oral narrative of indigenous cultures, in the songs of minstrels, and in the heroic stories of all times. Storytelling is applied to marketing. Storytelling is telling a story related to you, to your company, to your product, or to your service, which generates an emotional connection with your customers. Actually, uh, for example, I am working in the market with leader of my personal brand and my professional enterprise brand, and he's an expert of transmitting information and the identity of a product or of a person to the market. And he, he tells me that nowadays you have to accompany the product. And because I do scientific work, engineer work, and I translate that engineer and scientific work into products, what we are doing with him is telling the story of how that product was born in a laboratory and how that product has moved through the different phases of product development to reach different kind of people in the market. Let's suppose that your invention or your engineer product has reached a fireman or has reached a congressman or your product, your AI product or robotic product has reached, for example, a general manager of a organization that is not expert in technology. So you have to master the art of storytelling to the market. You have to make the market work with you. Yeah, absolutely. And Fernando, something very unique in you among, I don't know anybody else, who is involving Asgardia. So I would like you to, to tell us a bit of Asgardia. Asgardia is a global operation that is being driven by the aerospace industry where the aerospace engineering and the aerospace technology that normally was part of two or three different 
superpowers like United States, uh, Russia, and now uh, China, is being democratized. It's been uh, practically democratized to the whole world. Uh, what Asgardia wants is the participation of different countries in probably the most amazing operation that I have seen in my life. As chair of manufacturing committee, I have to deal with different professionals from different parts of the world, professionals that come from United States, from Brazil, from Russia, from Latin America, uh, from China, in order to do the democratization of the aerospace industry. Nowadays, any country can participate in that Asgardia global operation. What is our challenge in the manufacturing field of Asgardia? Our challenge is to be able to project our civilization to outer space. So we are we are in the process of setting up all the bases on Earth's planet to be able to project our civilizations to different parts of our solar system and even to the galaxy system. So in the manufacturing operation of Asgardia, we have the challenge to be able to set up all the bases that our civilization will require for the scaling of the civilization to outer space. We are in that process now, and I believe this is a, it is a very important moment for, for our civilization now. Yeah, it's, very, it's a very interesting project. Fernando, could you now share with us What is your favorite, your favorite quotation? I have a favorite quotation that I normally post through all over the social networks that is called passion is the fuel of success. If you want to do something and if you want to achieve that goal, you will require a lot of passion. Passion is like a fuel. If you have passion inside yourself, you have all the energy and fuel that you need to achieve that. So that's what I quote in different social networks. Passion is the fuel of success. I have a very long 34-year uh, career uh, and journey, uh, and I won't stop. I will continue probably until 50 years uh, of uh, a marathon career worldwide. And what you require to be able to achieve that uh, marathon or that career marathon is a lot of passion. If you put passion in front of you as the first objective, if you keep uh, feeding passion to yourself, you will be able to achieve the most impressive things that a human being can mm -hmm. achieve in this planet and in this universe. Mm -hmm. Yes, I couldn't agree more. And exactly, that's one of the things that uh, you're a living example of that, having passion about what you what you really like, you're interested in. That's how far you have uh, Let me, uh, let me so tell far. you something, Oscar. Uh, when I deal with many professionals, especially younger professionals, they put money first. And passion, they, mm. they put it at the end of the equation. And I tell many people that they have to reconsider their schemes. If you keep putting money behind, ahead of you, 
and passion at the very end, you won't achieve anything because you are conditioning what you're doing to something external. Passion is not something that happens externally to you. Passion happens inside of you. If you have passion, you are a, a millionaire inside and money will come attracted to that passion. And I always, uh, because I have a, 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 a brand, a personal brand that I keep launching to the global market, I normally follow all other kind of uh, professionals in the market, in the global market, that are very passionate of what they do. For example, if you have seen Cristiano Ronaldo, the soccer player, he has a lot of passion mm -hmm. for what he does. He does that with so much passion that passion is an energy that keeps moving him to different uh, stage of professional success. So that's what I recommend to the global uh, industry. Passion has to come first. If people have passion inside, they are millionaires inside, and passion is the fuel of success. Mm -hmm. Passion first. Yes. Could you now recommend us one book that has been particularly inspiring with Flanchel well, for you? That would be a good question. Probably not related to passion, but one of the greatest books that I have read in my in my career in uh, during my whole life are the books written by this great uh, writer called. For probably you you may have read it. It's called the El Misterio del Solitario, the mystery of the solitaire. He's a, a Norwegian writer. And his name is uh, Joystein Garder. Perhaps you have heard about Joystein Garder. Okay. He's from Noruega, from Norway. And he writes probably the best books that I have re read in my life because his books inspire you to achieve transcendence. You may have read, for, for example, El Mundo para Sofía, A Word for Sofía or El Misterio del Solitario, The Mystery of the Solitaire. Those are really great books written by this transcendent writer that allow you to see where did you come from and where are you heading from. It's more, uh, what he writes is more related to philosophy, and I believe that human beings and professionals have to reconnect with philosophy because philosophy is the, the ability to understand where do you come from and where are you heading, where, where are you heading from or, or for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, excellent book. I, I read this book, The, the Solitary Mystery by Justin Garden. So yeah, I many years ago and I think it's, it's excellent for the ones who have not read it yet. Thanks for sharing that. And could you now share with us an exercise, something practical that you would recommend us to do it regularly? A routine to shine. Uh, when you mean a routine to shine, can you explain to me exactly uh, related to the art of public speaking, for example? Yeah, yeah. If, if possible, yes. Something we can do 
regular. I recall one regular. of my greatest experience uh, when I was living in California for five years in the United States in order to learn English, because English is not my first language. English can be uh, my second language. I decided to join the Toastmasters public speaking while I was studying my postgraduate uh, studies there in electrical engineering. So I joined the, po the Toastmasters public speaking, and it was a great experience because they were very professionals. And by participating with them, I acquired many abilities to be able to do public speaking, especially in another language that is, is not your native language. Mm -hmm. Probably giving a, a speak in your own native language will be easier. But can you imagine yourself giving a public speaking in English or even in French or mm. in, uh, I don't know, the, the native language of Finlandia is Finland? Fin Finland. Yeah. Can you, can you imagine yourself giving a speech in Finnish? It will be really hard for us. Because it's a, it's it is a, a big, big challenge. challenge. <laughs> it's not so difficult in English, even though it's not our main language or native language. Hmm. But by participating with public speaking speakers, professional speakers from the Toastmasters Club there in California, It was really great. They were very professionals. We used to session and do the public speaking session once a week for many years. And it was really a great experience that I always recall. So if you want to master the art of public speaking, then join a public speaking club or just do it. I, I always tell many professionals, just by doing, you learn. By doing, you put something into action, and by doing, you become what you want to become. In my in my case, because I have gave, I, I have given conferences for more than 34 years, I want to become a very well known, recognized global speaker leader, and that's where that's where I am putting all my passion by participating in many different conferences in different countries, so I achieve uh, my dream to become a global public speaker. And I always use uh, that great experience that I had in California, USA, by participating with the Toastmasters uh, public speakers. They were really professional, and I, had a, I, ha I have a very good uh, reminders of what a public speaker should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a great idea. Uh, joining Toastmasters International that uh, gives you the, the practice that you need. No practice, practice. Putting action, as you, you just said, action is, is what will make you be really good. Plus, Plus action, the passion. Yes. Practice, action, and passion. And you have to do it and do it and do it until the passion moves you and the passion becomes the fuel of your success. And that's a quote that I, I quoted, I, I wrote my own quote, mm -hmm. and I said, passion is the fuel of success. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more. Oh, thanks a lot, Fernando. It was really fascinating talking, talking with you. And 
please let us know how our audience can find more about you. What are the best ways to find you on oh, internet? Oh, yes. Um, I have two portals, uh, WordPress portals. One is related to my personal brand name. Uh, you can find it in the internet. You, you can just type in, in the Google search engine uh, www.fernandojimenezmod.com. If you just type fernandojimenezmod.com, you will find my personal brand name portal. And the portal of my enterprise, that is an enterprise that does a state-of-the-art development in artificial intelligence and robotics and intelligent control, is called Neuromorphic Technologies. Neuro is uh, the prefix of neural, of neural network, morphic because it takes different uh, shapes. It morphs. So it's a neuromorphic uh, enterprise, what I call a, a research and development enterprise of 21st century to be able to accelerate artificial intelligence and robotics to the global market. Neuromorphictechnologies.com. Yes. And I just, I just want to tell you, Oscar, that I have in front of me your great book that you gave me as a present that is called Create and Deliver a Killer Product Demo. It is a very nice book that I recommend mm -hmm. to the global audience, to your global audience. It is really great. And it is called also the complete guide to woe your customers. So I believe you are a product manager who really knows how to war to woe your your global customers. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot for for that. Thanks for very kind uh, mentioning. And yes, uh, again, thanks a lot, uh, Fernando. Was was a pleasure talking with you. Oh, thank you very much, Oscar, for the interview. Thank you. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Did you like it? Please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or visit us at timetoshinepodcast.com. Until next time. <laughs>